Production made possible in part by MedPlus Advantage. You're listening to Radio Rounds, a talk show created and hosted by medical students, where today's stories are told by tomorrow's doctors. Coming up on today's show, Dr. Sharon Sherlock will highlight the unique needs of patients without health insurance and the important services that her clinic provides for them. It's a very insecure time for them. They're overloaded. When they walk out with that 20 pages of discharge from the hospital, it's always a flag at our pharmacy window. They're sick. They've got 20 pages of directions, and they don't know where to start. Again, that was Dr. Sharon Sherlock. We'll hear from her and a whole lot more on Radio Rounds right now. Welcome to Radio Rounds. Welcome to Radio Rounds, everyone. I'm John Corker. And I'm Casey McCluskey. We're so glad you could all join John and I today, whether you're listening on the web, on the radio, or via our iTunes podcast sometime in the future. Many of you listeners out there with health insurance may never have heard of Reach Out Dayton. It's a health center housed in a small building that stands in the shadows of Dayton's biggest hospital and provides health care services to those residents of Montgomery County, Ohio, who could not otherwise afford it. John, I was lucky enough to have somebody tell me about Reach Out real early in my med school career. I've spent a lot of time down there volunteering to help out doing whatever I can. In fact, almost any night Reach Out is open, you'll see Wright State medical students down there volunteering their time and working with patients. We have the opportunity then to work with local doctors who are also volunteering their time and resources, showing us just how important it is as a physician to give something back to the community you serve in. Absolutely. And and for a lot of medical students in this community, uh, Wright State medical students, Reach Out is the first place that any of us see a patient for the first time. It's it's our first patient interaction in the form of a pseudo doctor. You know, we go in there, we take their history, we take their vitals, we figure out what's going on, and then we go relay that information to the doctor. And for the first time, we feel like we're finally on our way to being a, a professional medical doctor. And, and that experience is invaluable. And our patients are so thankful, clearly, for, for even the services that we provide as lowly medical students, um, because it's care, as we said, that they would not otherwise be able to afford. But unfortunately, like many organizations today, ReachOut's budget has taken a significant cut. Uh, It's an organization that's funded in part uh, by public funds, and they've had to kind of tighten their belt a little bit. Any cuts mean that they have to cut some services, and and if these cuts increase, which they may, uh, they may even have to close their doors. And so, you know, we here at Radio Rounds decided that we needed to do something about this, and We have a wonderful opportunity to raise awareness about this potential disaster and to share with our listeners the unique story of a great organization right here in our own community. Dr. Sherlock is the executive director of Reach Out Dayton, a 501c3 healthcare organization for the underserved and uninsured in Montgomery County, Ohio. She is also a member of the community health faculty at the Wright State University Boonshoff School of Medicine. Dr. Sherlock earned her undergraduate degree in nursing, as well as a master's degree in administration from the Wright State University, and she earned her doctorate in health administration from Central Michigan University in 2007. I started off by asking Dr. Sherlock to share with us the unique mission of Reach Out. 
the mission for Reach Out is access to health care. What does that mean exactly? It means that people without insurance have some place to go for their medical help. Uh, we do medical exams in our clinics that are walk-in in the evenings, and we also have a pharmacy open during the day to help people who walk out of the emergency room or the hospital and have nowhere to go for those pharmacy um, items that they can't afford. So our services are pretty comprehensive compared to some free clinics. Um, and our mission is to help guide those uninsured, medically uninsured patients throughout the healthcare system with the help of volunteers. It's very important that we are able to afford this service so our volunteers, professionals, help guide them through the system such as getting your medicines or finding a place to do lab work or following up on something that they left the hospital with or the emergency room. So the mission is to access care, but it's also to help guide those people through the healthcare system who have nowhere else to turn. And I was just going to ask, for these patients that don't have insurance that you serve, um, if, if you were not able to do the medical examinations that you do or uh, provide access to drugs through your pharmacy like you do, uh, would these patients have an opportunity anywhere else in Montgomery County uh, or in Dayton to access those services? Well, sure. We're not the only one, certainly, that provides uh, what we call safety net services, but we we are probably the in the position to provide it quickly, which is the key to some conditions when you come out of the hospital, you need to access primary care. And there's a primary care shortage right now across the United States and very much locally. So we provide that gap filler for that medically uninsured until we can get them into a primary care home uh, on a permanent basis. So because of the shortage, there's sort of a backup and um, nowhere to go. We only see, thank goodness, a small percent. The emergency sees some. Your private physicians even see some. And there's still people who can't access care. So that tells you how bad our situation is. Sure. And you mentioned volunteers before. Does Reach Out have a paid staff? And if so, how do they work in volunteers? And how does that that work structure uh, play out? working with the Montgomery County Medical Society. Our mission was, how can we afford to give this care? And one way that we can afford to is have volunteers staff the medical clinics, the pharmacy, and and provide other services. So uh, we have about 450 to 500 volunteers on an annual basis that actually help us deliver that service to the medically uninsured in multiple ways. They might be answering the phone or filing medical records or um, coming in to help package uh, some of our sample medications. You know, there's just a multitude of ways that that people can help. Of course, the most precedence one for, uh, for someone in need of medical care is our physicians, our volunteer physicians. And they kind of play a dual role. They're not only providing care, but they're teaching at the same time because we have a lot of medical professional students, such as medical students or family medicine residents. We even have aerospace medicine residents who are trying to understand the barriers to health care and the access issues that they 
that this population experience. So it's a dual role of providing care and teaching about how to give that care in an affordable, quality manner. And so you mentioned a couple of uh, challenges or obstacles that you have uh, to carrying out the services that reach out on a daily basis, one of those being finding the funding or figuring out how to fund um, your operating costs and, and supplies and whatnot. How, how is ReachOut funded? Yeah, nobody really wants to pay for lights, you know. Nobody wants to pay for those hardcore things such as, you know, the building, the, the chairs. Nobody wants their name on those. They want to say that they helped someone else, kind of like the soup kitchen. I want to actually serve the patient. Well, if you're not a medical professional in one of the areas that we have you volunteer, it's kind of impossible. They don't feel like they can contribute, but certainly financially to help us afford those things that the patient needs. Sometimes we need little um, daily pharmacy, we call them planners, you know, the little plastic things that help divide medicine up through Monday through Sunday and that the patient can put their medicines in and not forget to take them on a regular basis. So those those are expensive items that really help provide safety along with their medication and and people can't always afford those. So contributing dollars to reach out can be for items that go toward the service of the patient's needs or indirectly to support the staff in the facility who provides the free medical care. So something for everyone to contribute to. And we always have a wish list on our website of items. And we have doctors that donate items when they retire. We just had a phone call from a physician who's retiring and his office has some spare, those little circle exam stools. And they're in excellent condition and they don't want to throw them away. So we recycle those by utilizing them in our clinic or finding a free clinic around the state. Um, So there's always an opportunity to give and give back. Sure, and and that's great for our listeners to know that that uh, there are many different ways to contribute. Um, am, am I correct in in understanding your answer in that uh, reach out is entirely funded by private donation donations, or is there any other source of of funding for your operating costs and uh, and supplies? About a third of our funding comes from individuals that individually contribute, and about a third come from our community and our health and human service levy and then our hospitals and our foundations, and that's another third um, what we call grant. (laughs) So we can get uh, grant funded for programs that we do to help um, have better outcomes in care. So, you know, one-third by the community, one-third by the kind of healthcare organizations, and one-third individual. That's kind of our portfolio for financial revenue. And stepping back a little bit, how can uh, doctors or medical students uh, or medical residents even in the community who aren't currently involved or volunteering at Reach Out but may want to, how can they uh, get more involved? Who can they contact? Well, actually, we're affiliated with nine universities, so it's pretty easy for a student professional to ask through their university if they can volunteer. Therefore, it covers their malpractice. 
So if it's part of your class or you're, you're getting credit for volunteering, that's an easy way to get affiliated with us. Uh, another way outside, let's say you're a licensed nurse and you want to volunteer, you've never done outpatient uh, urgent care before, there's a little bit of training that we do and then we set them up with malpractice because you're outside the hospital, let's say, and we pay for that and sponsor that year to year for those professionals that need malpractice in order to volunteer. So there's there's many opportunities. There's students. There's direct access. If they go on the website, there's actual job descriptions that tell about the activity. And know that we have a training environment, a very teaching environment. So we're all uh, ready to to help anyone who's willing to um, learn about the barriers to healthcare and access and and how to do a plan of care around that. And that's. Uh, what our medical professionals do in the clinic. So we talked a lot about the two major obstacles of, of funding and securing adequate volunteer services. Are there any other major obstacles that you face on a daily basis to this valuable service that you provide to the community? Well, you know, we don't market, number one, because we don't have enough volunteers that would cover the amount of people that came in if we started advertising. And number two, we don't spend a lot of money on brochures. We believe in our mission is to actually provide the service with the fundings that we get from our contributors. So people donate time and talent to get our word out, but electronically through the web is probably the best answer. And the word of mouth is the most common of which people find us. So over 60% of our patients say they heard from a family member or a friend or neighbor that they had care at Reach Out, and that's how we get that next patient and that next patient. And can you share with our listeners maybe a story or two from your experience that stands out as maybe very memorable uh, from, from your interactions with needy patients at the Reach Out Clinic? You know, we just went to an in-service not too long ago up at the state level, and we all come together and share our mission stories, and some very sad. It's a very sad time. I liked how one physician from Cleveland said, our patients are now insecure. They were secure medically because they had insurance, and now they've become very insecure, and they, they're lost in the system. They don't know what to do. This is the first time they haven't had insurance. They've never had to do without. And think about that. That's very desperate times. They'll go to any length. They'll drive anywhere to try to get help. So it reminds me of a Green County man who came to um, our services because he had heard that we have a pharmacy and we would be able to fill his scripts. So he pours his bottles out in the pharmacy and says, somebody help me, I need all these pills filled. When you look at the pill bottles, there's no refills on them. So there's no way we can fill these pills. He had to understand that he had to go back to the doctor or an emergency room, unfortunately, get a prescription and then bring them to us or go to our clinic, which wouldn't cost him anything, get a prescription and then he could get it filled. But that just shows the the um, unknowns out there for people. They don't understand the processes that need to be followed to, to get their health care on their own. It's a very insecure time for them. They're overloaded. They're, they're hearing, but they're not hearing directions. 
when they walk out with that 20 pages of discharge from the hospital, it's always a flag at our pharmacy window. They're sick, they've got 20 pages of directions, and they don't know where to start. So navigating them through the healthcare system and this is what you need next, it takes time. There's not a lot of people out there in the healthcare system that can take the time like volunteers can. And so we don't have the the reimbursement based on time. We have the reimbursement based on the quality of care that we give, which is the return on investment dollars that people contribute to our organization. Well, and it certainly is a, a very uncertain and, and sometimes scary time for many Americans, especially right here in our own community of, of Dayton and Montgomery County. And uh, I can't tell you how encouraging it is for me as a medical student in this community to know that there are places like Reach Out that can serve as safety nets, which is a term that you used before, uh, for people who get put into situations that they didn't expect that they could never have predicted. So as we close our interview today, do you have any advice for our listeners, pre-medical students, medical students, and even physicians, as they continue to pursue their own healthcare journey? We certainly do. I, I don't know that I'd say the word advice as much as uh, listening to the patient um, and the changes that are happening out in the healthcare reform to to have them experience, you know, come as a professional and join us in, in our clinic and our efforts to help fill this gap. We know that the healthcare reform is not all the answers. We know that it's taking longer to get it through the systems, down from the federal to the state to the patient, but the patient's waiting at the other end, and they're sick today. So we need helping hands to get these people into healthcare as quickly as they can. I had one example of a patient who waited at home for five weeks with numbness in her arm thinking, oh, I don't know that it's going to get worse, but it's not getting any better. And so if she's in front of a doctor or in the emergency room, we all stress the fact that don't be afraid to come because that golden hour might be the only chance that you get to reverse this around. So understanding what Reach Out provides, participating in the volunteer effort, that's the passion and the mission for Reach Out. And anyone can join. There's, there's certainly room for any of them, but we certainly could use professionals at the uh, clinical aspect first and then uh, to support them such as filing charts and copying and duplicating. We do that all day long, 10 to 5, Monday through Friday. So come join and help out with the healthcare reform. While we're waiting on it, we're the safety net. Dr. Sherlock, thank you so much to you and to your entire staff at Reach Out for all that you do for the neediest among us here in Montgomery County and Dayton. And thank you so much for joining us today on Radio Rounds. And thank you for having us to talk about our mission and the ability to help those that can't help themselves, especially those without a voice and without insurance.
You're listening to Radio Rounds. I'm John Corker, and that was our featured guest for the day, Dr. Sharon Sherlock, the director of Reach Out Dayton. Uh, Casey, the one thing that, that really we didn't talk about in the interview with Dr. Sherlock, but is kind of a reality of the situation, are just how many patients there are out there who are in need of the type of services that Reach Out provides. I think a lot of times, um, for all of us who have insurance, we just assume that everybody else has health insurance, and we call up our primary care doctor, and we get an appointment, and it costs us our $20 copay and we move on. But um, there are a lot of people out there, especially in the uncertain economic times of the last couple of years, who don't have health insurance. And that one small little appointment would cost 150 to $180 on average out of pocket. And therefore, they don't have realistic access to kind of the normal medical establishment. You know, even reach out has had to turn patients away because they're at maximum capacity. You know, you and I have volunteered at reach out before. They have evening clinics at which students can come volunteer because it fits with our schedule. And they're only a couple hours long, but that waiting room is absolutely packed every night. I know, but every time I've gone to volunteer, by the time I get there, which is usually a couple hours before they start seeing patients, the waiting room is already full. And they are starting to take names to see who actually we can see that evening. Um, Unfortunately, for so many people, health insurance is so intimately tied to employment And the job market is just so unstable right now. When people lose their jobs, they lose their health insurance too. And unfortunately, your health doesn't always correspond with whether or not you have health insurance. Many patients are recently uninsured, and they're working again towards obtaining health insurance. One of the most important jobs that Reach Out does is to help people navigate through this confusing healthcare system that we have and helps patients find the right route. Absolutely. And that goes back to what Dr. Sherlock was talking about there in the interview in terms of reach out being a safety net. It's a safety net. It's not that safety blankie that we all carried around when we were little kids that we have with us all the time and we're okay because we have our safety blankie and we're not interested in parting from that blankie. Most of the patients that we meet at Reach Out are interested in parting from the safety net. They are so glad that it was there to catch them when they were falling uh, to save them from that, you know, kind of initial doom. Uh, But they are very interested in getting out of that net and moving on with their lives and improving uh, their situation. I guess what I'm saying is here, the patients come from all walks of life. Absolutely. I know when I volunteer down there, you see people who very well could be me or you and happen to, to just fall on rough times. You really do see all walks of life. And that's one of the great things about about Reach Out is that it it really is open doors to everyone. And it's a wonderful family down there of volunteers. There's medical student volunteers. There's physician volunteers. So you cre- you know you create that bond. We create that bond as medical students me- meeting community doctors who share the same values as we do and uh, are very caring, compassionate physicians. And it just adds really to our medical education in a unique way. I know for the first couple years in med school, when most of our studying is done out of books and in classrooms, reach out is one of the few things that kind of kept me going and kept me excited about med school because it was the time that we actually got to be with patients. And it was the time that we could go down and volunteer and remember why we are spending the amount of hours in books and the amount of hours in lectures, because this is what we get to do. We get to see patients and we get to help them navigate through this system that I'll be honest, I don't always understand at times. So I loved volunteering down there because it really, it was a good reminder to me that we're all in this together and we kind of all have to help each other out. 
And the reality of the situation is this great learning environment and this great safety net for the neediest among us in our community uh, is quite frankly in danger. Uh, Reach Out is funded in a variety of different ways, but two-thirds of the funding that they receive uh, is essentially public funding, whether it comes from grants uh, or whether it comes from government money. And and at least the government portion of their budget has been cut significantly in in recent months. Um, as many organizations have taken similar cuts, we're certainly not trying to single out, reach out as, as a victim here, but it, it's the reality of the situation. Um, but reach out operates very near that, you know, red-black line, okay? They don't have a whole lot of excess. They, they make great use of every penny that they receive. So the cuts that they've had, you know, well over $10,000 are big for them. And uh, if other f- sources of funding don't come through soon, may end up having to close their doors. And John, I think we've made it clear how important Reach Out is to many of the Wright State medical students even so much so that there are a group of medical students who have decided to work with Reach Out to raise money and awareness so that Reach Out can continue to be a community resource for those who need it. There is a very real possibility that Reach Out will not be able to continue to keep its doors open with this incredible budget cut. So these students are organizing a benefit auction and banquet that's going to be on Friday, December 2nd. And there's one thing I can tell you about a benefit auction and banquet with med students. It's going to be a fun time. So if there's any listeners out there who would like to go to the banquet, make any monetary donations, or have something cool they'd like to be auctioned off that evening, please contact Aisha Ashai at ashai.2 at write.edu. That's A-S-H-A-I dot the number two at write.edu. You can also check out Radio Round's website or Reach Out's website for more information as this night approaches. And what a great event it's going to be. Uh, We just want to take a second to thank again our featured guest today, Dr. Sharon Sherlock. On behalf of everyone at Radio Rounds, we want to thank her and really her entire team at Reach Out for the integral services that they do provide for our neediest neighbors right here in Dayton. This episode was produced by Yojin Patel. Next week on Radio Rounds, be sure to tune in as our featured guest will be Dr. Jonathan Edlow from Harvard-affiliated Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center and the author of The Deadly Dinner Party, a collection of medical detective stories. What a fitting episode to follow this one that featured a doctor with the name of Sherlock. (laughs) No doubt an interesting and exciting episode. Look forward to that next week on Radio Rounds. You can tune in every Sunday at noon Eastern Time on WWSU 106.9 FM and Sundays at midnight Eastern Time on WYSO 91.3 FM. And of course, you can also listen live on www.radiorounds.org. Also on our website, be sure to check out this week's Writing Rounds segment. Writing Rounds is a place for any of our listeners and contributors to provide their own opinions on medicine and healthcare. And don't forget, you can contact our team at Radio Rounds via email, you can like us on Facebook, and you can follow us on Twitter. All that information is on RadioRounds.org, where you can now listen to all past episodes on demand. These podcasts are also available as free downloads on iTunes. Just search the iTunes store for Radio Rounds. The American Medical Association's MedPlus Advantage Insurance Program is teaming up with Radio Rounds and Timmy Global Health to bring you Take a Trip with Timmy, an essay and video contest for interested students. The winner will spend two to three weeks working with Timmy Global Health medical teams and Timmy partner organizations in either Ecuador or Guatemala. 
As part of the prize package, the winning student will receive a free iPad 2 and digital underwater GPS camera. They'll also have an opportunity to blog each day about healthcare in the developing world while in their country. Submissions will be accepted in December 2011, and the winner will be selected and notified in early 2012. Stay tuned for more rules and details, and in the meantime, you can always check out more at www.takeatripwithtimmy.com. In addition, Radio Rounds is proudly partnered with the Student Doctor Network online at studentdoctor.net. As medical school interview invitations arrive, learn how to prepare yourself. Visit the SDN interview feedback database at studentdoctor.net and read about the experiences of other applicants. Thanks as well to our entire hardworking staff here at Radio Rounds, and of course, to all of you out there listening. Please remember that the views and opinions expressed on Radio Rounds are not representative of the views and opinions of the partners of Radio Rounds or of the Wright State University Boonshoff School of Medicine. Join us next week or download our next podcast and be sure to check out radiorounds.org for more information. Have a great week, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. For our entire staff here at Radio Rounds, I'm John Corker. And I'm Casey McCluskey. And one day, we'll We'll be be your your doctors. doctors. Here come the Radio Welcome to Radio Rounds.